Well, either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you are not aware of the caliber of disaster. Oh, the Emperor has been expecting you. You're gonna get your mind right. Warning. Common sense incoming. Alive. It's alive! Warning. This contains explicit material suitable for children. Great heavens. What kind of radio show is this? This is the black. Well, sure it is. Why shouldn't it be? What else could it be? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. See, already we're into this thing. I, we have this. I have this theory about uh, um, what did I what did I call it? Oh, the drop frame thing. Right. We've talked about this on the show to the point where people are already going, "Oh fuck, they're talking about drop frames already." <laughs> but it has to do with the broadband, and you know, we we got we're not on well, we're supposed to be on super high Wi Fi here in the massive studios after moving out here last year, but. Um, there's so much activity going on online. Yes. I mean, the porn downloads alone are Midget an all-time porn, high from what I'm saying. To be precise, yes. I never was much for that. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it leaves me a little short. Put out shot! I like my I like my porn fantasy. Fantasy-oriented. Fantasy no, I don't mind. I don't mind a small person. I'm just, well, no. And I'm not uh, sure how we got off on that right away. So anyway. But I like it. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are earlier than we usually are, and the reason why, well, I'm going to tell you why in a minute. First of all, what we have to tell you is that we have a very exciting uh, thing going on here today. Not only is there a Big Blab story, there are two Big Blab stories. <laughs> And the first of those two big blab stories, by golly. Once a year we celebrate with stupid hats and plastic plates. The fact that you were able to make another trip around the sun. <gasps> and the whole clan gathers round and gifts and laughter do abound. We let out a joyful sound and sing that stupid song. Happy birthday, now you're one year older. Happy birthday, your life still isn't over. How much more can you take? But your friends are hungry, so just cut the stupid cake. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! It's Dave. Starts when the weather is Dave. <laughs> All right, if you're watching the vidcast or if you see it later, you'll see the graphic. And Dave can't see my monitor because we've revamped things and we're doing only audio. But it's a picture of Dave sitting at a table and there's a nice little banner above that says, Happy Birthday, Dave. And the cake is totally immersed in flames because that's how many fucking candles it takes. That would, that's, that's how many it would particular take. Age. Dave, is, Dave is officially old. 86 years old today. Yes. And... um <laughs> And you know, I thought about I thought about all the things I could get you, and then I realized that throwing up a graphic and a song and talking about it on the air wouldn't cost me jack shit. So, yeah, hey. so there you go. There you have it. There you have it. Well, thank you very much. So Scott. send your uh, send your birthday greetings to uh, Dave. I will be putting up a GoFundMe page uh, in honor of his birthday, but I'm going to warn you right up front: the money's coming all to me. So. <laughs> Well, there's that. So we don't need to belabor that. We can talk about it in and out as far as the day goes. But I promised you. Well, we did. Two big blab stories. (laughs) 
Oh my, oh my, what could it be? You know, nothing that's happening with all the panic and hysteria and crap that's going on out there with what Donald is up to. I, I will say this, among the other things that I will say along okay. the way here, none of this should come as a surprise to anybody. Nope. Nothing. No, I will agree there. Nothing. I, I'm on board with that. All right. Now, that said, let me segue us in real quick to the to the place. And this is it. We promised. Kind of half promised that by the time you, well, not in January, now assuming Biden becomes president, blah, 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 that we would end up talking about Trump no matter what for a while anyway, but we would try to compact it down. And we came up with a little thing we call uh, Trump and 10. So since it's kind of the key thing of what's going on, let's let's just jump into Trump and 10. And uh, for the graphic folks, because we like to have something up while we're chatting because our smiling faces, uh, there's a picture of of Donald with his binky and the caption says, big binky, tiny dinky. Okay, (laughs) You know, he has huge hands. I made that. Yeah, huge hands. Okay, you know what? I was when I was doing the run through this afternoon, earlier this afternoon of the the graphics and the stuff to make sure everything worked. (laughs) I uh, I usually do little. 15 or 20 second spurts of like what I would talk about just to get a feel for the rhythm of the show. Right, and right. And at that moment, for whatever reason, what I said was I was doing my Madeline con. I just said, I'm tired. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm just tired. I'm tired of this guy. I'm tired of his face. I'm tired of his <laughs> voice. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. So what do you got for me? Uh, <clears throat> Go ahead. Take your best shot. at <laughs> Take your best shot. I, I don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I do think well, that's the longer podcast, no problem. <laughs> the longer this thing drags out, I think the more harm it does to the party, uh, to the Republican Party. And Thank you. Um, he needs to resolve himself to the fact that he's lost an election. Thank you. Instead of going, you know, and, and I mean, I, I, I still don't understand. I mean, as hated as he was over the last four years, why would you want to be reelected? <laughs> I mean. I, I told mean, we, you why we we talked about that, and I, I still until they're federal cases, I don't think that they're going to come after him in Florida. I think well, okay, but yeah. I, I don't. I'm not legally, uh, and neither am I. We're, okay, we're we're, we're, we're we're not. Attorneys. But there's two things, and I'm and you can't see my hand, but I'm doing two fingers back and forth like what's his name used to do when I say well, back in two and two. I'm doing I'm doing two thing here. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing, and this is what I think about that. It has to do with his fear of prosecution in in any form, et cetera. And there is the, and this is the root cause, number two is the root cause, this total job of fucking him up that his, and I use the term loosely, father did on him with this losers are scum, losers are losers, losers are scummy scum. You know, you don't lose. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. He can't. It's, this is neurological. This is pathological. He can't. Well, it's ingrained. You know, well, I, I that's, give you that, yeah. yeah, that's the short term word for, you know, pathological. He can't not, you know, they say he's right. living in denial. Oh, gee. <laughs> 
Now, you seem, we talked a minute before we went on, you seem to have a feeling that he's a little more Machiavellian than that. I don't give him credit for being able to find his ass with both hands and a flashlight unless somebody shows it to him. But illuminate me on what you think he's strategically well, this, doing Strategically, here. this is what, and I don't know that this is the case. This is just, I, this came to my mind today. I think that he knows exactly what he's doing. And I think that he's going to work some back backdoor channels to to biden for a pardon mm. you know and he's he's all of this is just show and and we discussed you know that would that would mean having to come to somebody hat in hand well not not if his attorney does it and donald sits in in the oval office and waits for a response he's not going in his mind he can play it off like i didn't do anything my attorney did it <laughs> You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Well, that's 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 pure classic Trump. But but I didn't say that black people were were useless. But I hear people say that black people. But, are but useless. you see what I'm saying? How he could rationalize working a backdoor deal to you know any kind of prosecution that may come after him, he could be pardoned. On on that in that context, I'll grant you that's a possibility. But I refer back to what I responded to you ten minutes ago when we talked about this earlier. I don't see Biden going for it because there's nothing for Biden to gain. Well, I, and I told you what my thought on that was. Well, tell me again yeah. so other people can hear it. <laughs> no, it's a secret. <laughs> no, birthdays. Forty-nine percent of the country is extremely upset that Joe Biden's president. I mean, it, the election was split. What forty-nine, forty-nine, right? Forty-nine and change, and forty-nine. Well, depending on who you talk to. Yeah, but um, but so it it basically. It would be a, a reaching a hand out to the Dem to the Republicans, you know, to, to in an attempt to heal. And you and you parried, you know, you kind of parried it the, with a Ford pardoning Nixon, hoping to heal the nation from the Watergate scandal. Yeah, different time. I know it's different time, different context, and and I. <sighs> And I, I could be way off base. Like no, I said, I'm you don't just, have to. No, just spitball. No, 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 no. You got your own show here, man. Just barrel forward. Don't, don't feel the need to backtrack. <laughs> My wife does that all the time. It makes me crazy. You know, have the courage of your convictions. Yeah. I respect your opinion. You don't have to go, well, she does it all the time. Well, I'm absolutely going to make sure that that happens. Of course, now, if it doesn't need to happen, <laughs> don't do that. All right. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's there's a distinct possibility that that's what's going on. Let me, okay. It's interesting. All right, that point of view because I obviously we don't we don't talk ahead of the show very much, so you, I never really know what you're going to say. So that's good. Let me let me. I made notes for myself here as far as the the thing is concerned because this occurred to me. I we talked for like two minutes this morning when I came by to hit golf balls and you were busy and we went like, yeah, okay, okay, and then poof, we didn't really have any contextual conversation. And he on said the, sexual contextual. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, the first thing that goes at the age of 56, actually, the second thing that goes at the age of 56 is the hearing. I got bad news for you as to what the first thing is. Um, he said dick. No, I didn't say that, but that's what I was implying. Um, I had this little epiphany on the way back from the golf course as I was driving because I'm about 20 minutes away from the golf course as I'm driving. It was early morning, and here's what I said. This, this popped into my head. And I'm speaking rhetorically to the people who are, not to you directly. Right, right. But this occurred to me. If you voted last time for him, that was then. That was four years ago. Blah, blah, blah. If you couldn't bring yourself to vote for Hillary, blah, blah, blah. If you supported him in any way, shape, or form to the last four years, well, you felt the need for whatever your fucking reason was. One issue, et cetera. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. 
Even, and I'm being gracious here in my own estimation, even if you voted for him this time because you just couldn't bring yourself to vote for Joe, okay, fine. I'll even grant you that. But here's what you got to grant me. And again, I'm speaking rhetorically. If after everything he's done in the last week, piled on top of everything else, you still support this guy. And I'm not talking about, well, I'm talking about actively supporting this guy. Taking to the streets and stuff like Whatever. that. Whatever. Yeah. If you support this guy, let me tell you what you are. You're the mother, you're like the mother of a wife beater. Well, yeah, I know, he, you know, he smacks her around a little, and he, he broke her arm a couple times, and then, you know, there was that once, he took the iron, and he, and he cut her head open, and there was like 3,000 stitches, but, but he's such a good provider, and he, you know, and, and here's where it really becomes a pisser. Right. And this, this is for you, because you're going to help me out here, and you're going to, when we're done in the next two minutes, you're going to go, well, that was pretty profound. Anybody listening to this podcast right now, if you're a conservative, if you call yourself a conservative, if you aspire to be a conservative, if you aspire to have the country be more conservative in its values and in its presentation, here's your fucking chance to make it happen. But here's what you got to do. Well, first of all, let me add this. This was the note I made to myself. I'm speaking on behalf of people who don't know that I'm speaking on behalf of them, but I don't care. I trust that I'm confident in the fact they would go, yes, we endorse this. There are millions of people like me who are ready, even anxious, to talk to conservative voices, mm -hmm. sensible, positive, productive, conservative points of view, and those who represent those conservative points of view. But here's the condition. There's two conditions to us having that conversation. Number one, we have to agree to agree. Neither one of us is ever going to get everything we want. Ever. Life doesn't work that way. That's if you correct. think it works that way, grow the fuck up. Number two condition, you got to cut this sociopathic, narcissistic fuck loose. Yeah. There are interesting, dare I say, exciting, and this is where you get to jump in with some endorsements. Exciting. <laughs> conservative yes. voices in this country, new meat, new blood, new energy. You know what? Trump idiots, let him go. If you can't let him go, goodbye, because you're an idiot. You don't get it. If you're resistant to it because this is your chance to attach yourself to somebody who can actually do you and the cause and those points of view and the country and the world right. some fucking good. I, no, I agree with you. And that, that was one of the things, uh, I don't know if you realize, that the uh, Republican Party broke a record this election with... Uh, the largest number of new Republican women elected to positions in the House. Mm -hmm. So that's new blood coming in, mm -hmm. people that have never been. And, and I heard an interview on the way over here with, with uh, she was, uh, I, I believe, I can't even remember which state, but uh, somewhere out west. But she was, she worked at a Waffle House to put herself through college. And then now she's, she, she's sitting in, in Congress. Mm -hmm. 
you know, we need young people with young ideas on the conservative side of the, mm-hmm. the, the aisle. Mm-hmm. We really do. Yeah. And you know what the encouraging thing about this election was? And I and <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this this entire election was was a referendum on a man, not conservatism. They voted Donald Trump out. But all of the down ballots, they picked up five seats in the House. You know, and and it looks like they're going to probably hold the Senate. So the the country hasn't turned their back on conservatism. They haven't turned their back on conservatives. No, of course they haven't. But that's because conservatism, and this is an ongoing discussion you and I have had for the last year, at least, if not before that. And I hold true to it today, no matter what's happened with this election. I've said it. I'll say it again. The Republican Party doesn't exist right now in the sense that it's like the French underground in the movie Casablanca. They've been meeting in little cafes secretly because what's been in charge for the past four years is not the Republican Party. It's Trump. It's the fucking Trump cult. Okay. now that cult has been repudiated, which is why we're having all this conflict. And it still ain't over until Jim Jones here is dealt with one way or the other. (laughs) Jim Jones. (laughs) Okay. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. And it occurred to me when I was again, my little brain was chugging early in the morning and I was thinking, you know what? This is exactly what needs to happen, because we're, once again, we're, we're in the, or I should say once again, uh, another day of, because it's been like that. And that's why I said, you know, I'm just tired of this guy. I'm tired, and I'm speaking on behalf of others. It's not just pitiful, poor me. I'm tired of his voice. I'm tired of his face. I'm tired of his bullshit. I'm tired of his lackey's bullshit. Mike Pompeo, oh, we're going to have a smooth trip. Fuck you, <laughs> you fat ass. Get your fucking ass out of here and go away. Jared, Ivanka, Cubby, Karen, all you people. Well, actually, Jared is trying to convince him to concede. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that. I'm not, okay, yeah. but, 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 you see what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. There is, and it's not like, the arguments coming from people like me that are usually in this context have a tendency to curve and people get defensive on the conservative side. They get defensive with, oh, here comes the lib bullshit. It's not about that. I'm saying, let's get conservative. Let's talk about some conservative values. Right. But bring me people I can talk to and I can work with. Like Dan Crenshaw. And there, there you, you go. go. Love that man. It's well, I'm sure he loves you too. If you get to know you, yes. See what I'm saying? But yeah, no, I, I agree. And if it's I and agree. if and if anybody mm-hmm. listening to this is feeling having a hard time processing it, then there's the problem because this ain't rocket surgery right. that I'm talking about. But I mean, I don't know how if you're a Republican, a true Republican, you can be. I mean, you can you can be disappointed that the your candidate didn't maintain the presidency, but if you look at the rest of the ballot, it fell, you know. I agree. It swayed a lot of the Republican way. So I agree. There's a, lot to be, there's a lot to be excited about. I agree with one asterisk, okay? Mm-hmm. If you're a true Republican, true conservative, and you're disappointed that your presidential candidate didn't uh, win, that's part of the problem. Because what you're not seeing is the tremendous opportunity that you've been given by this, the rest of us getting that fat fuck out of the way so that some genuinely sincere, productive, positive, non-narcissistic, sociopathic Republican slash conservatives can come into positions of authority and leadership and do some actual leading. Well, that, that, that is a very good point. You all have an amazing opportunity here to rebuild the whole nature and whole notion of conservatism in this country. And, and 
take, Ding dong, the right. cult is dead. And take whatever positives that he was able to accomplish, with, you know, policy-wise, because there were a couple things he did that were very good, um, and and build on that and throw out all the shit that he that that was bullshit that he did. You know, you know what I mean? Yes, including Mitch McConnell with any kind of luck. <laughs> Mitch will be there till he dies. You know that. Uh, well, what did he win his seat? 70, 70 30 and they yeah. spent they all spent a hundred million dollars to unseat him. Say, all I can say to that is that uh, you and I were talking again before we went on the air, and I told you that I'm having it with what I believe to be some minor medical issues, but I'll know for sure if there's a serious problem of any kind. And again, I'm not playing games with it. I just don't know. First of the week. Mitch McConnell better hope to Jesus God that I'm not that I'm not terminal because if I am, oh boy, uh oh, there you go. We'll be back in a minute. I'd unravel every riddle for any individual in trouble for a day. With the thoughts you'd be thinking, you could be another Lincoln if I only had a brain. From the forthcoming album, Donald Trump's Greatest Hits. All right, we talked about, uh, you and I last week, we talked about a couple of things, getting rid of things like changing the Electoral College and doing this and that and the other. And then in the middle of the week, I hollered at you and I said, hey, on the show this coming week, why don't we take a few minutes and, and let's do this. Come up with the things that if you were in a position to do so, you would you would change these things in America. Then... After, because we were on Wednesday last week, as we always are, and the election was Tuesday before that, but the thing wasn't called until Saturday. Right, so we didn't. Right. This is the first time we've been back since the, yeah. Biden was declared the winner of this thing by the media. Media don't certify things, man. Okay, well, we'll get into that later. But then I thought, let's extrapolate a little farther than that. And I said to Dave, I said, bring me this, and I'll do the same thing, and we'll talk about this for 10 or 15. Pretend that we have been allowed, individually or together, it doesn't matter to me. We've been allowed or privileged to have or whatever, 10 minutes in a quiet office alone with Joe Biden. He's not going to sniff me, is he? If you ask him real nice, <laughs> put his hands on your shoulders, give you a little cuddle, look cool. Tell me what's on your mind, Dave. <laughs> is, that, is that head and shoulders, I smell? Oh. And then, then he'll forget who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's okay. Who so, is this guy in my office? So I thought, all right, well, this is fun. Let's do 10 with Joe. Hey, Joe. All right, and it doesn't have to be 10. It could just, 10 minutes. We could just, you know, you got your stuff. And I got like three or four you, bullet you points. Go, you go first. Okay, the first thing I would do when I, you know, I'd wake him up, and then I would say, look, <laughs> Joe, um, Please don't overregulate like like the Obama administration did to the businesses and things like that. Mm -hmm. There's a fine line, you know. Donald deregulated too much, he enough to really harm the environment. Mm -hmm. But there's there's got to be that sweet spot between overregulating and and deregulating. You see what I'm saying? Because economic growth during the Obama administration was was not that. Right. And and the moment the handcuffs were totally taken off, that's when the economy started to grow. You know, things started popping. So he's got to find that sweet spot. So just I just please, Joe, don't 
overregulate. Well, I agree with you. The sweet spot has to be in that place, but it, it's it takes a skilled hand and a skilled brain. The thing right. with the thing with Donald was that well, he all, just took the handcuffs off. Well, anything that had the, even a whiff of Obama about it was going to go away, and that's because Obama dared to insult him in public six years ago. Poor pitiful me, blah blah blah. But the other part of it was there are certain things that you can't. This this whole argument of deregulate, deregulate because set business free, set business free. Business has proven throughout decades, not just the last few years. You don't let business just run free because businesses are greedy fucking little organizations that will poison your water and poison your exactly. air and sell their little products. So somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. Right. Well, like like I'm saying, there's got to be that sweet spot in, in between, you know, in between yes, the I Trump agree. administration and the Obama administration. Maybe the Biden administration will find that sweet spot to, you know, keep the economy pumping a little bit and keep the water clean. I'd be interested to see what psychiatrists have to say about your continued need to refer to the term sweet spot. <laughs> but I'm just, uh, what else? I said spot. Yes. You um, uh, the other thing he is, uh, <laughs> no, was- with regards to the World Health Organization, please do not rejoin that. I, I never agreed with Trump's timing with pulling out of that. But then again, I didn't agree with Trump's timing of pulling out when he was trying to have Eric. So what, what I was thinking about, <laughs> <laughs> what I was thinking is, is look, they're in China's pocket. They've always been, they, they don't have any, any goodwill towards the U S for whatever reason, they just take money from us. So please consider not rejoin. I know he's going to rejoin the Paris accord and all that stuff, which I'm fine with that. Just the world health organization. Fuck them. So fuck him, Joe. Not with your dick. No. <laughs> he said dick. The other thing is, uh, the question is, I, I, I would have this question for him. How are you going to bridge the divide in our country? <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is going to be difficult to do. Um, Let me tell you something. Honestly, I believe this. I do. Yeah. And this is, I, I said to somebody, I can't remember who it was. Not really, I may have said it to you because I've said it several times. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not whining. I'm telling you, I'm just sharing truthfully from my own self because I know what I know. This is a horrible time, and I know what I'm talking about because I am one. This is, this is a horrible time to be a cynic right? because so much of what's coming at us just lends itself to, you know, if I, if I let myself do it, I could spend 27 hours a day with my hand on my hip going, see, <laughs> told you. And this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about when I say what you're talking about. I, I – that hallmark card, and I'm not putting down what you're saying. Right, I right. understand bridging the divide. We have to work together. And, and um, my where I get a little cakey with it is when it, and it has a tendency to too often. In fact, I wrote a blog piece this past week. I won't bore anybody with it. It's at my website if you want to take a look. I took the tack of yes, this bringing us together has has to happen because we're in the same boat, same bird. If we don't, then we just go in circles and all that other metaphoric shit that I use right, as well. Right. But too many folk, I think, have a tendency to romanticize that too much. They sentimentalize it too much, and they fantasize it too much. They hallmark card it too much, okay? We're never going to be, ever going to be that thing that people talk about. Yeah, Yeah, it's not going to fucking happen. No, I know, but uh, when I say bridge the gap... Or bridge the divide. Lesson. I mean the burning of the cities and shit like that. Well, <laughs> we, you know, that's what we we want to kind of stay away from. We can all, all agree to disagree, and that's fine. You see what I'm saying? But, I do, and yeah, don't misunderstand yeah. me. I'm not I'm not pooing on your idea in right. total. I'm simply saying it's a matter of clarifying what's realistically attainable. 
Okay. And part of that to me is the tough love thing. I said in my piece, and I think I alluded to it a little while ago when I said, you know what, people, specific people, and you know who you are. And if you don't, I'm telling you who you are. Grow the fuck up. Life doesn't work that way. You don't get everything you want. That is true. You're not gonna. You can burn down what you want. You can you can vote in every fucking idiot that comes along who promises you you're going to get everything you want. You need to wise up because you are the problem. If right. that's what you think, wake up, grow up, and then all of a sudden, well, what can we do? It's not what do we want to do. Right. It's not what do we hope to do. It's what can we actually accomplish? And then let's figure out ways to get as close to that as we can and i think somehow that settles the soup from boiling over the pot and burning our hands damn that's a good metaphor there you go <laughs> there you go all right no but that that's i i basically you know oh and i i basically just wanted to i i would say you know do you have a plan joe is there something that you intend on doing you know and perhaps it's pardoning donald like i said i'd be real surprised i am nostril damas I think it's a good notion. I just don't think you'll do it. Right, right. Uh, and then the last thing, I just, I, I would tell Joe, please keep breathing because I, I can't deal with a fucking Kamala Harris presidency. Well, you may have. To. I know, I know. But just keep breathing, Joe. But you know, you never know about. And if you continue. if you're thinking about dying, get one of those Darth Vader breathing apparatuses where you're going. <laughs> your hair smells great. <laughs> yeah. The shampoos need to jump on that commercial idea right now. That's that's going to be a gold mine. Don't mind telling you. All right, here's my here's my little thing, and I I'm still I'm going to go through this real quick yeah. because the part of this is an article that I came across this week. It's called. It was written by a guy named uh, Andy Serwer. That's got to be tough. Go through life with a name like Serwer, when he, especially when he, he well, said sewer. exactly when he was in school. Hey, Sewer. Um, he's the editor in chief of Yahoo Finance, and he wrote this article that was published on. Wait for it, Yahoo. And it's called Eight Things the Next President Needs to Do Right Away. I read that. That was a good one. But what's interesting about it is he wrote it five or six days before the election. It's oh, really? Not, yeah. He didn't know who the president was going to be. So it's not aimed at Biden or aimed at Trump. It's aimed at whoever becomes the becomes next president. president. Right. All right. Real fast, his eight points, because then I got two to make it ten of my own. Number one, he says, get back to science, common sense about COVID, and hit it hard. Yes. Biden and Harris have already put together their advisory council. They're talking to Fauci. They're talking to the scientists. They're going to put the vaccine. They're going to do the thing. They're going to do what should have been done in the first place. Yeah, I think two of the people on the current uh, task or uh, Trump's team are going to be on that task force. Yeah, but the goal is to get it done, mm -hmm. not to play bullshit mm -hmm. politics with it. Number two, this guy says to the next president, reach across the aisle. We talked about this. <laughs> reach around. McConnell is an obstructionist. McConnell needs to go away, but the good people of Kentucky still haven't figured out it's not 1937 anymore, so we have to live with that for the time being, although it would be nice if he lost his majority leader game. You don't like turkey neck? No, I don't. I like him, believe it or not, and I know this would be hard to believe, I like him less than I like Donald Trump. Wow. You know why? Because this much I'll give Donald Trump. Mitch McConnell knows better. Right. Donald's an idiot. He doesn't know better. And that's the part of it. He's an obstructionist, McConnell is. Okay, he's an old school Kentucky, old race, yeah. racist, good old boy. You know, niggers is fine as long as they keep their place and smooth. And he'll talk as, you know, he's just, it's Boss Hog from Dukes of Hazard. Okay. <laughs> and a little Mr. Haney from Green Acres. <laughs> Mr. Douglas. But who's Roscoe P. Colt? Roscoe that's, P. Colt. That's the but <laughs> my mom went to school with that guy. Uh, what? Uh, right. James Best. Yeah. The actor. Oh, he's awesome. She dude. did. Well, he's dead, but, you know. She, no, I loved him, like, on Gunsmoke and all those old movies. A lot yeah. of stuff. Uh, anyway, McConnell's an obstructionist, but Joe Biden ain't Donald Trump. 
Joe Biden knows how to push the buttons, play the levers. He knows where the game is and what it's going on. And I'm not saying he's a miracle cure for anything. Right. That would be the miracle spring water. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Number three, the guy says, he'd tell the president, get the next stimulus and whatever else is needed off the ground and in the bank accounts of Americans. People need help. Give it to them. The money's there. Stop dicking around. Okay. Let the Federal Reserve be the Federal Reserve. The chairman of the current, the current chairman is actually that Trump appointed as chairman was already on the Federal Reserve and he was an Obama representative. Mm -hmm. So there's that. No new taxes, period. Not until we are past what Sura calls the pandemic economy. Right. Seems reasonable. I'd be very surprised if any new taxes came along. Now, this was the one I liked the best, second best infrastructure. And I didn't know this and I know lots of shit. The councils of the Council of Economic Advisors here in this country calculates that every billion dollars of transportation infrastructure investment created creates 13,000 jobs for at least a year. That's just one billion dollars of building bridges, building roads, building, 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 building 13,000 jobs for at least a year. One billion. Now, imagine what a one or three or five trillion dollar project would do in the way of the economy stimulation. And and guess what? They dropped three trillion dollars when that first cluster fuck of a stimulus check shit went down i still never got my money by the way you never did i never did and i know there's plenty of people just like me but the point is here's what we do and this is what i would say to biden because i'm piggybacking on these things sir let me just say some words to you tennessee valley authority during the roosevelt administration the new deal got all those jobs in the economy humming um, the interstate highway project, Dwight Eisenhower, build the interstates, all those jobs, all that construction, all that money made by people who created materials and all the rest of that. That kind of thing that this country used to do mm-hmm. first and best. That's what Hitler did with the Autobahn. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. 13,000 jobs, $1 billion. Imagine one or $3 trillion. Do the math. You can figure out how many jobs and what you're talking about. Everybody works. Everybody. Number seven on this guy's list, re-engage our allies. Assure, and this is my words, assure our friends that this narcissistic bullshit is over and assure our enemies that playing this country for a fool is over as well. And let me add the immediate asterisk that goes along with that, because so many of our social media friends immediately go, yeah, well, I know Biden with Iran and what he did. Here's what I want to offer you. And I mean this with all my heart. (laughs) Shut up. And here's why. Number one, I'm probably 20 times smarter than half the people who are getting ready to get all cocky about this. And I don't understand enough about the inner workings that take place without my knowledge of the things that have to happen inside the geopolitical structure and the paradigm. And I know that's lots of words to look up, but, you know, live with it. The other part of that is, and I've heard that argument, and it doesn't matter now because he was elected, but one of the things that, that the, the uninformed kept coming back with is and one of those phrases that just made my butt pucker shut. Well, Donald Trump's done more in four years than Biden has done in 40 years of being in government. Let me tell you something. This is once again how it works, and if you're smart enough to figure it out, you can. Okay. Trump was president for four years. The highest Biden ever got was vice president. And as far as being a vice president in the Obama administration, I think Obama and Biden had, from everything I can um, glean, even Biden says so, they had a wonderful relationship. Obama was very like that, very yeah. inclusive with him and presented. But the bottom line was Obama was the boss and Biden was the assistant manager. And the assistant manager doesn't do dick unless the president he says. He stocks the shelves at night. <laughs> So that bullshit about Biden wasn't it. Biden's never been president. Right. Watch and see what happens now. And time will tell. 
I'm not saying right. that's the answer in bail. Well, you heard what Obama said. Obama even said, I don't know what a Biden presidency looks is going to look like. You can't know that. Yeah, it's impossible. And I like people who are smart enough to say they don't know things. Mm-hmm. We haven't had much of that in the last four years. Uh, the eighth thing for this guy was, and he and I typed out what he said here, I can't even because I know what the reaction is going to be. He says that the president should call for a new president should call for a national day of reconciliation. Now, this is exact words from from Mr. Sewer. This is Sewer. Sorry, <laughs> Sewer. Sewer. It's hard to say. <laughs> Quote: I know this is kumbaya, but hear me out. We need to set a day for parades, marches, picnics, whatever. Let every town and city decide where people from both sides come and celebrate America together. Call it a national Fourth of July. <laughs> call, it, call it a national day of freedom or some such. Yeah. Everybody is invited. Proud Boys are invited. Antifa is invited. In fact, we really want them to come along as long as they don't bring guns. Quote, I can't believe I have to say that in America today. He goes on to say, liberals and Democrats, since they won the presidency, in particular, need to listen to what conservatives are saying and try to understand their grievances. I'm not asking anybody to compromise their values. Just hear the other person out. By the way, the left wing of the Democratic Party needs to understand this was not a victory for them. They're at the table, not at the head of it. Ours is not a radical country. And I love this. I'd never heard this before. This reminds me of an American explaining our two-party system to a Brit. Well, we have the Republican Party in the U.S., which is like your Tory party. And we have the Democratic Party, which is like your Tory party. (laughs) (laughs) Conservatives in the U.S. too also need to move off their dime. You want to understand racism in America? Talk to people like New York Nick legend Walt Frazier. I remember... Andy Serwer goes on, being told that he was the best basketball and football player in the city of Atlanta his senior year of high school. I met Frazier a few years ago. We had a very nice chat. I said, why did you go to Southern Illinois University? Why not North Carolina or Duke? Frazier looked down at me because he's like nine feet tall. Because they didn't allow black athletes to play in the ACC then. Serwer goes on, that was a very powerful moment for me. Understand that someone like Walt Frazier couldn't go to the college of his choice and then extend that to millions of Americans and to every other institution in our country in your lifetime. You talk about bridging gaps. That's where you do it, and that's how you start. Yep. Okay. Now, there were two things that I tacked on. of my Well, can meeting. I piggyback something onto that? Sure. <clears throat> um, I read an article this morning. Um, uh, it was called... Uh, Demo, uh, the Democratic Civil War, apparently within the Democratic Party on the House floor. I'm not talking about like the whole party on the House. Nancy Pelosi uh, and her leadership team basically faced an, a gauntlet of angry Democrats. This, these are exact, exact words from the uh, uh, article. Disappointed by the election, you know, them losing seats in the House. Mm-hmm. Um, the message P- Pelosi and the others agreed was clear. They, if they didn't rein in the far left, their fragile majority would be doomed in the next election. Mm-hmm. So that that what you were saying there about you know the far the left has to realize this wasn't a victory for them. Both sides. I and preach, not when I say left, I'm not me. I, mean I understand the that. Far I, left. I've preached this. I've preached this since day one of day one. Okay, extremism is wrong. Period. It doesn't work. Right. Even if it was, even if it was philosophically or. The- Theologically or spiritually or, or genetically or any other that I could come up with, <laughs> it's, it doesn't work. Right. Because people resist being, they, they resist it extremely. Every, life takes place in the middle, man. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Now, here's my two quick things to tack on to what Mr. And that's Sterling why I'm not did. worried about Joe, because he's lived in the middle. You know, that's where he basically has lived his whole 47 and he's, year political and, career. And he's good at it. You know, he's good at it. I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't do some interesting things that are going to make people go, hmm, okay. Just here we go. keep breathing, brother. Well, right, that's, you know. We, we, if, if and I, I'm not saying that we have because we haven't officially yet. But if we survive Donald Trump, the last thing in the world I'm worried about is what Kamala Harris might do. All right, here's the things I would also tack on to that. We were talking to Joe Biden, sir. I would like for you to, a la John F. Kennedy's uh, throwing the hat over the wall of space. We're going to send a moon man to the moon and blah blah. Uh, making a commitment goal. I would like for you to make a public commitment to technology being used to create and let's give it within five say well eight years within eight years i'll be reasonable although i think the technology exists at this moment to create a fraud proof foolproof computerized system for voting yes. in this country okay that can be verified double foolproof double verified fingerprints retina scans whatever the fuck you need to do so that it's taken a, the, the, it's use the amber alert system it's it goes it, out to everybody well the mechanics the mechanics you know of it, it, the mechanics yeah. of it is not the issue or the problem the problem is those and who rightly would say and this is where being a critical mind like my own comes in handy when i meet with people when i was in business i used to get this all the time even like in the radio business, when I was on station, I was always the guy that they would turn and look at with the expression of, okay, well, what's wrong with this idea when somebody came up with an idea? And one time I said to somebody, I said, look, I know how it appears. It sounds like pessimism. I said, but here's how my brain processes this. Let's say somebody puts forth an idea for a project. My brain immediately goes to what's wrong with it. But here's the reason why. It's not Debbie Downer. It's not, oh, that's not going to work. It's, the good shit takes care of itself. Where could this garden hose have a kink in it? If I know where the kink could be, I can at the very least repair the kink should it occur. And at the very best, I can anticipate the kink, do what's necessary to prevent the kink from happening in the first place. And it makes for a better project all the way down the line. Find the weakest link in everything and then fix it. He said kink like 15 times. <laughs> he said dick. I said link. The people who are against the idea of computerized voting or voting by phone, the first thing they go to is, well, fraud. Fine. You telling me that in, in a day when you can't get into your own uh, fucking bank account on your phone without your fingerprint, your eye print, and peeing in a glass, that we can't create a system where people could vote and it could be foolproof as far as the mechanics are concerned? Mm -hmm. It's 2021 almost, for God's sake. And the second thing is this. It goes along with that. Mr. Biden, and then we're through asking for shit, and we've gone way past our 10 minutes. But, but thanks for talking to us, okay? And I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's time to reboot America in this fashion. I would like for you, Mr. President-elect, when you become Mr. President, to create a program that will uh, provide for the necessity for some kind of certification for people in this country to be able to vote. No more voting, the power of voting, the privilege of voting, just because you turn 21 years of age. That's all there is to it in this country. And this country has proven this time, last time, several times, many times in my lifetime, there's a lot of people who need to not have that privilege unless they can prove they deserve it. This, Wouldn't that pass, pass a civics test or something? I don't know. I'd be happy to serve on a committee or some kind of advisory council to offer up some ideas and toss it back and forth. And I, if, I would, if I was setting something like that up myself, 
I want I want all parties represented. I want all points of view represented. I want all sides to be able to talk it through and talk it out like the framers did when they put the Constitution together. Right. Okay. How do we fix this? It's absurd that in as complicated a world as we live in and as complex and comprehensive as a country that we live in, and it's it's razzle dazzle high tech all kind of shit flying back and forth. It ain't little house on the prairie anymore. Handing off the power, that power, that privilege to do that, to make those decisions that are going to impact life for not only those in life at the time, but for generations to come, just because you turn 21 years of age and you are a citizen of the country is just stupid. Yeah. Then some of those 21 year olds film themselves eating Tide Pods. So, and there's that. <laughs> So that's all we have. Joe, if you're interested in a transcript of the Wake show, up, Joe. We'll Wake up. <laughs> Whose turn is it to nudge Joe? All right. Speaking of former vice presidents, it's time to play our game. That's right. It's the game that's sweeping the nation. It's quite the sensation. It's on the button or bullshit or BS. Dave took a crack at me last week. He said pussy. No, I said crack. <laughs> and on Dave is unaware that it's his birthday, and I was going to do birthday trivia, but then I thought, boy, that sounds really gay. Yeah, that did sound gay. Not that there's anything not, wrong with yeah, that. Not that there's anything But wrong I thought, well, you know what? we got a vice president who's now been elected president. We've got a vice president who, for the first time, is a woman. And I thought, well, let's have a little vice presidential trivia and see how much Dave knows. <laughs> yeah, you Because Dave's a very well-read guy. Well-green guy. I might too. do okay on this one. You might. You might. And if not, it doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't embarrass me a bit. Yeah. Okay. I'm not the one that has to live with it. All right. Again, they're basically true or false, but as everybody who's listened before knows, he'll either be on the button or it'll be bullshit. And he chooses depending on it. All right. From 1788 until 1800, the vice presidency was determined. In other words, the vice president was chosen by Congress. Is that on the button or bullshit? I think that's bullshit. Well, it's you're right. And that means you're correct. But it was I always started off with a trick question. Do you know how the vice? But it wasn't the way it's done now. Do you know how it was done for those first 12 years? Whoever came in second. Exactly. Yeah. Electoral votes. Right. Right. Yeah. So if that was still true, our new president would be Joe Biden and our new vice president would be Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, God. That oh, would be no. Hysterical. <laughs> Yeah, I'd want to live in that country. I'd be like a new buddy movie. Watch, watch, watch me do my Borat impression. Joe, Joe and the Don. Watch me do my Borat impression. That, that would be funny. <laughs> Not. All right. John Adams, who was the uh, second president and George Washington's first vice president, was a short, heavyset man and known to be very, very arrogant, so much so that by his detractors, he was nicknamed his arrogance. Is that on the button? Or bullshit. I watched the miniseries Adams, and, I, and he was arrogant. I, I think that might be true. No. No? No, but again, trick question. Uh, believe it or not, that's not the nickname. He was nicknamed. He was nicknamed His Rotundity. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fat joke? All right. Speaking of Joe Biden, his nickname, thanks to he whose name shall not be mentioned much longer, thank <laughs> Sleepy. God. Sleepy Joe. But when Joe was a senator from Delaware lived in Wilmington. He had young kids because his his uh, daughter and first wife had been killed in a car crash. He commuted every day 
80 minutes each way back and forth between Wilmington and D.C. to take care of his Senate duties and be a, a be-at-home dad. And that earned him the nickname Amtrak Joe. Is that on the button or BS? I think um, that's to see that could be true. I'm going to say it's bullshit. Too bad. Nope. See, I like it. It's said, absolutely it could be true. true. Yeah, yeah, it's sweet. In fact, and I didn't know this because I was just looking shit up. Uh, he obviously, because he spent that much time on the train, got to know a lot of the train folk and it became a yearly custom. He threw a Christmas party for uh, all the Amtrak conductors and engineers oh, wow. and all the people that were directly involved in the transportation. Yeah. And he was doing that kind of thing. I do remember. I, I think he, to this day, I think he still rides Amtrak a lot. I'm sure. I mean, he won't be now, but he, he was. Well, he won't be dozing off as much. <laughs> For long. All right. Walter Mondale was vice president under Jimmy Carter in 1977. That year. Uh, that term, rather. He Mondale was the first vice president to live in the vice presidential residence, which is at the Naval Observatory in D.C. Before that, vice presidents were on their own and they had to live in their own private houses. Is that on the button or no, 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 no? Shit, I don't know that. Well, of course uh, not. I think no. Actually, it's true. Oh, it is? Yeah, they didn't have a vice presidential residence until 1977 when they put that one in the Naval Observatory building. And other than that, they were living in their own private houses. So, uh, so like, they had to move to Washington and rent a house. Well, you have to assume that in most cases they already lived in Washington because they were usually senators no, that's or true. whatever yeah, the case may true. be. Yeah. Uh, but I remember reading, and um, the first time I learned of that, and I didn't connect it until the time came when... Um, Mondale moved in, but in Manchester's book about the Kennedy assassination, Death of a President, he talks about how when the word came down and what was going on, that the Secret Service took off to find all the people they needed to find to take care of, and they had to go to Lyndon Johnson's house called the Elms or something there in Washington to guard his daughters huh. when he became president. Right, there right. was no vice presidential residence. There That's was no crazy. little White House. Well, you know, we just didn't get around to it. We were busy. I thought they lived in the basement. <laughs> the White Still, House. <laughs> no, that's uh, uh, gel. Basement yeah. gel. The bunker. And I love the meme because I've you know the comparisons have made me nuts for weeks and months. But somebody somebody posted a great picture of Jackie Kennedy from one of those early poses, looking out into the camera, and the caption said, "Shouldn't have messed with my rose garden." <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last but not least, Kamala Harris. Assuming all goes well and she's inaugurated, in fact. In January, Kamala Harris is not the first Native American to serve as vice president of the United States. Is that on the button or is it bullshit? Uh, it's bullshit. Well, it turns out it's actually true. Charles Curtis was vice president under Hebert Hoover back in uh, 1920, whatever the fuck it was. On his mother's side, Curtis was a descendant of the chief White Plume of the Kaw Nation and chief Paul Huska of the Osage Nation. Nice. I did not know that. I saw those names, and the first thing that popped into my head was, mm, cabbage rolls and coffee. Mm-mm. <laughs> or, mm-mm, good. Yeah. So yeah. We, we already had one of them engines. I'm yeah. sorry. Na- indigenous <laughs> Americans. Yeah, that's that's crazy. All right. I, yeah. I, thought, you, I thought you were going to go with, you know, she's the first woman. That she, she's not the first woman to run. No. As vice president. No, no, yeah. no, of course not. I wasn't going to make it that easy for you. Well, I'll tell you what. There wasn't one I skipped inadvertently. I'll give you that one. That's pretty an easy peasy. Let's see if you can softball it. Uh, OTB or BS, a vice president of the United States killed Alexander Hamilton. 
Oh, shit, I, I used to know who killed him. I can't even... Uh, Alexander Hamilton. Uh, not gonna miss my shot. I'm not gonna miss. Um, I'll give you a hint. Ironside. <laughs> oh, oh, well, yes, Raymond Burr. <laughs> Raymond Burr killed Alexander Hamilton. Well, was it William Burr? Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr, that's Aaron right. Burr. That's Aaron right. Gobra. Yes, Aaron Burr was Thomas yes. Jefferson's vice, vice president. president. I remember that, yeah. Didn't do much for his career. Mm. Right. <laughs> Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Da-da-da. We'll be right back. Cabbage loves a coffee! <laughs> I love me a good polka too whenever I can. All right, this is just was generic. that uh, Yankovic? Yankovic? No, that was the Schmengi brothers. Oh, John Candy and uh, Eugene oh, oh, on no, TV. I, I, like the most famous polka guy was with that. Yeah, Yash and Stan Schmengi. Yeah. There was. Oh, it's a wonderful bit. You should find it if you've never seen it there on YouTube. All right, we got. Uh, I don't know. What kind of uh, say four or five minutes? If you got anything generic, you want to talk? Actually, out. something really cool, Scott. Something. I'm going to have some cookie while you do that. Well, you you eat some cookie. Something really, he said cookie. Um, These are Dave Simmons' birthday cookies. Yes, yes. My wife The missus made me some birthday cookies. They're very good. She forgot the bourbon. They, <laughs> they are very good. Scott, do you know who Jeffrey Reese is? Yeah, he invented peanut butter cups. Uh, but that's a good one. <laughs> that was his brother. Oh, okay. Um, no, Jeffrey Reese, uh, he's a photographer. He's a, he's a pretty well-known photographer. He started this project in, in 2019 called Portraits of Honor. And uh, he released 110 uh, photos of living World War II veterans. So now he's made it his, his goal to photograph as many of these people that are still alive, because most of the World War II veterans are, are in their 90s or some are over 100. Mm -hmm. So he's going around the country, and, and when he photographs them, he, he listens to their story, like what they did in the war, where, you know, where they were. Mm -hmm. um, but, and he wants to document this for future, future generations. Now, um, an, an estimated 325,000 of these are still with us, and with, they do still have stories to tell uh, about, about their service. But the National World War II Museum in New Orleans estimates that 296 World War II vets die every day. Wow. So he's running around as fast. He's playing, a, he's racing the clock to try to document as many of these men as he well, can. Well, I would think the youngest that any of those people would be would be in their late 80s or early 90s. And right. that's the youngest. The youngest, right. right? So that, but that's, I, I think that's a very interesting, very cool, yeah. you know, project. So he, he's just, he's trying to compile as much. And then they had a couple of, uh, you know, they've got their war medals and stuff and they're sitting in a chair and he photographs them and then right. he's got their story beneath hmm. and uh so on this here veterans day yes so i thought that was really a neat a neat is thing. that is that your dead guy counter when one of them passes <laughs> yeah that's, that's my uh that's my breaking news another, another just lost another veteran <laughs> another uh -oh. world war ii veteran and can i just say because uh, you know no, people say it but they say it nice me i don't care about that shit anymore 
Veterans Day is a day to honor everybody who has ever been in service to our country in the military. Yes. Memorial Day is the day which we honor those who have given their lives right. in service to their country. Okay. Try to get it right. This is a nation that can't figure out how to, how to deal with a four-way stop or a traffic circle or know the differences between spring forward and fall back. It just it doesn't bode well for the future. But, yeah, I just thought that was a, a really cool project. So it is. Very cool. I brought that uh, to, your t- uh, to your attention on Veterans Thank Day. Thank you. And now on a totally different subject. You know, it's 52 years ago this week that John Lennon and Yoko Ono posed naked for the Two Virgins album uh, cover. And I got to tell you, there's not enough therapy in the world to get that vision out of my head. <laughs> That woman had some shaggy boots. She had, I don't mean to tell you. She did, and a, and a huge out-of-control push. So. <laughs> well, that was... That, that was... No, 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 no. The Japanese called that bonsai. That's, that's the bonsai tree. You know, have you not seen yeah. the Karate Kid? What's the matter with you? I'm like, uh, you know, do some uh, landscaping down there, lady. But, uh, yeah. It brings us back to Bad Jokes Department 2. Do you know what's yellow and lonely? What? Yoko. <laughs> Uh oh, must be the sugar buzz I'm starting to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, Scott's climbing the walls now. That's right. And on a totally different subject, why didn't Natalie Wood take a shower on the boat that night? Why? She thought she'd just wash up on the beach the next day. <laughs> Speaking of that, by golly, it's time for rim shots. All right. Dave Simmons, rim shotter extraordinaire. Yes. Supermarket chains are apparently starting to limit toilet paper purchases again. Uh-huh, I saw that. As COVID surges again. The White House is offering an extra stimulus check to anybody wiping their ass with a ballot marked for Joe Biden. <laughs> Speaking of wiping their ass, Secretary of State de jure Mike Pompeo says the country can, quote, look forward to a peaceful and efficient transition into a second Trump administration. $300,017 have been raised by a GoFundMe page offering one winner the chance to punch Pompeo in the face till he falls down because we're all just totally fucking tired of all their bullshit. Butcha. That was probably not in the best spirit, but I don't care anymore. Here's one for Dave. Gilbert. You're so angry. I'm not angry. I'm just tired. I'm fed up with st- stupid. I'm like Klaatu in, in the original version of The Day the Earth Stood Still with Michael Rennie back in 1951. When he's arguing with the bureaucrat because he wants to talk to the president, and the bureaucrat's saying, well, you can't see the president. You have to see the, 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 the. you have to be patient with us, Mr. Klaatu. And Klaatu says, I'm impatient with stupidity. My people have learned to live without it. <laughs> Gilbert Cordero from Oklahoma City entered an adult novelty store and began trying out one of the items on himself. Awesome. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> Cordero was charged with indecent exposure. And is listed now as number one on the short list for a Supreme Court seat in a second Trump administration. <laughs> uh, this is also for Dave, because I know you're a gourmet. McDonald's is rolling out their first plant-based burger sometime early next year. And nice. I'm not making this up. It's called the McPlant. McPlant? McPlant. It will be available. Vegans are very excited about it. Beef lovers naturally assume the McPlant will taste like McShit. <laughs> And here's one I think we can all get with. Washington State has passed a bill allowing people to compost dead bodies as a greener and less expensive alternative to traditional funerals. So what are they? Uh-oh, another veteran. Another, another veteran died. This now means that you don't have to plant any kind of flowers whatsoever to have a rose garden as long as you have a mama, grandma, or auntie named Rose. <laughs> if you think about it, 
Well, New, why not? Ask New York to, should do that because that's that's where all the bodies end up from the mob. And and a lot of people would be delighted if Cuomo was the first. <laughs> Just saying. You know what? See, that, that kind of shit scares me and encourages me at the same time because what that is is the kind of thing that's going to drive a lot of people crazy. Insane. Okay, it's obscene, huh? Which makes me smile because I know those people aren't all that bright because it really is kind of a progressive idea. Right. It's, you know, we are made up of wonderful nutrients. Well, most of us who have it falls right into the shit out of dust to dust, you know? Exactly. Ashes to ashes. And there you go. All right, let's do a quick part and shot. I got nothing. I, I got nothing either. Okay, well, by the time we got around to it, we're just about 20 we minutes of time, wad. which is where we go. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's not nice. I think we, I think we came up with a lot of, of, of productive, usable, practical solutions and yes. suggestions for what's going to yes. come down. And once again, let me just reiterate, I promise I won't bang the soapbox more than 15 seconds. Conservative people, right-wing people, I even hate that shit. I love the Indian meme. You know, what would you say if I told you the right wing and the left wing are part of the same bird? And there's that. This represents an opportunity for you all. It really does. I, I agree. Okay. This is not, it's just foolish. Okay. I get, I get pissy because stupidity makes me pissy, but I'm not pissy now. I'm just being calm and serious. This represents a real opportunity to get in, to invest in with your money and with your energy and with your resources. Conservative voices that can do some good. Not just, not just Trump. No more. No well, more. I like, no like I said, more. the I was encouraged by the elect the down ballot election results. I really was, and um, provided that those are the kind of Republicans and conservatives we're talking about, and not more of these tinfoil hat nut jobs that that want to be. I don't really, you know, <clears throat> you you don't seem to get the tinfoil. the The young people don't really seem to be that way. That are, that are coming in. Another one died. Man, they're just dropping. They're dropping like, like flies. Shit. Um, they don't seem to be that way. You know, you get a lot of the uh, the ones that have been there yeah. that that jump on board and want to ride the wave, whatever wave that is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Next week on Metaphor Theater, Dave presents. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I still say it's 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 is that is that the button? There it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's an opportunity for all of you who are of that ilk. And I said I meant what I said earlier in the show when I said I am one of those kind of people. I enjoy a good conservative voice to come let's sit down and talk about it because it's from that kind of stuff. You know how you know how pearls are made? There's friction involved. Mm, no, I well, about friction. But friction is not combative, it's not destructive. It's not my goal is to tear you down or my goal is to block you. My goal is to create the friction. You know, flint against rock creates a spark which mm-hmm. creates a flame. Damn, I'm on fire with the metaphors. There you now, go. I tell you. So Take advantage of the opportunity. Or as my dad used to say to me frequently when I was a teenager. Stop masturbating. Wise the fuck up. <laughs> no, he never told me that. <laughs> my dad couldn't be beat. All right. I tried to come up with a, remember we talked about a sign-off phrase, and I, I toyed with a couple this week, and I went like, back with the blab. No, nah, that nah. doesn't work. And we still haven't got it yet. So if you have any suggestions, you know, besides go fuck yourselves, feel free <laughs> to let us know. On the way, or even that, we might be able to turn that into something. Hey, you never know. In the meantime, Dave Dave walks out of here a year older, and uh, I walk out of here with failing kidneys, and we'll just. Uh oh, uh-oh. there it is. Checking in, Mr. Hines, Mr. Hines, and we'll see you next time on the, the Blab. Blab.
to blab.